Hey, Sam. Hey, Luke. What's, uh, what's wrong, buddy? I just watched the hit 2004 film Troy starring Brad Pitt and Eric Bana, but I don't know if it's accurate at all. Hey, we've all been there, friend. This has you pretty messed up, huh? Well, I have good news for you. Ah! Jesus! I'm a doctor. Of medicine? Even better, classics. And I have all the answers for your burning questions about myths, ancient Greco-Roman history, and the movies. Where can we get this incredible medicine? Over on the podcast, Greased Lightning. It's on all your favorite podcatchers. It will be the sweet ambrosia of the gods. New episodes every other Monday. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. It's me, your old pal. Don't, don't worry now, don't be afraid. It's good to be here, though it is also very weird to be here. I have been more like America's dad than ever before. Give an owl some cocaine, because we're back with Hanksy Panksy Bad Romance, Ooh. a podcast where two dumb idiot best friends are forced by my wife to watch the stickiest, the nastiest, the Mel Gibsoniest romance movies. Mm-hmm. I'm Sam Siegel, and I am furious. <laughs> I am Luke Patrick. I am the other dumb idiot. I, too, would like to... F- to lodge a formal complaint with your wife about this movie, I think. Yeah, so so this is the episode where we talk about the official Hanksy Panksy podcast uh, grievance process, mm-hmm. um, where we do have to fill out a 1098 and a 456B. Yeah. And those get processed by HR, um, which is just one of my cats. Um <laughs> And uh, and and then Kenna is notified of the anonymous grievance made against her. Yeah, which isn't. Can I just say the system is a little. I mean, there's only two of us. It's a real problem, and I've tried to lo- I've tried to talk to HR about it. Um, not receptive. Yeah, it, not receptive. HR shits in a box on the job site. So yeah, I mean, I scoop HR shit. Yeah. On the Literally. on the reg, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't have a lot of power in this situation. No. Um. Yes. Hey, Sam. Do you want a quick COVID update? Yeah. Let's talk. Yeah, because I don't want to talk about the movie at all. Yeah. Um. In fact, the longer I can go without naming it, the happier I'll be. So you're still in exile. I'm still in exile. I'm still in Arkansas. I am a scant. Uh, probably three and a half, four miles away from you. Um, oh man, you are mere minutes away. Mere minutes away, yet we are still apart. Uh, so it would have been interesting to watch this together. I would have, in particular, loved to have watched this movie with your wife in the room so I could berate her the entire time. Let me tell you, it got, um, it got hostile in there. Uh, <laughs> It it got rough. I I uh <laughs> I didn't talk to Kenna for a while. Yeah. Um I left the room without saying anything when I left to come record this. Um mm-hmm. I I did tell her to take a sheet pan away from me uh because I did I did get the urge to check it at her for a second. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Um so kind of a shame that we couldn't do this together and couldn't do it in the presence of your lovely wife. 
uh, mm-hmm. who we both have strong words for right now. But that's okay. Yeah. Uh, I guess you know what this is. Let's just get into my watch uh, as well. Well, uh, we're can we here. can we give a shout out to friend of the podcast Marvin? Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Marvin, uh, for posting us up in your lovely home uh, for the duration of my quarantine. Uh, mm-hmm. And also, thank you for letting me rat fuck your HBO Max <laughs> algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> By <laughs> by watching this horrible movie from two thousand and four, I want to say two thousand three. Uh, on your account, I don't know what the Ashton Kutcher vibes are going to do to your algorithm, but it ain't. Boy, I, yeah, I look forward to hearing from Marvin what sorts of things HBO serves up to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now that it's latched onto his particular brand of screwball slapstick comedy. Um, mm-hmm. yeah so my watch uh you know was was horrible we'll talk about that but the covid update um i have now actually exited the cdc recommended quarantine time i can leave the mm-hmm. house with a mask on excellent uh, as you can tell by the the timbre in my voice and the pep in my step i do feel significantly better than the last time we recorded this podcast yeah, you are uh, right side up this time. Yeah, I'm not fully prone like I was at the end <laughs> of the last movie. Um, yeah, I gotta tell you, man, you look... Uh, last time, you looked like you had been drinking milk laced with arsenic. Yeah, I looked like that Daniel... You know that Daniel Day-Lewis movie where his wife feeds him the poison mushrooms? Uh, uh What is that? Uh, The Thread one? Yeah. Yes, yeah. it was a tailor. Yeah, I mm-hmm. looked like him at the end of that movie. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you looked, you looked like a sick Victorian child. Yeah, please, sir. I've got the croup. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I feel loads better. Life is pretty good. I do get to go home next week, which I love this state and I very much enjoy the city. But Sam, I'm so ready to be back in colorado at this point yeah i mean you got to be restored to your throne you know yeah i mean you're you're in absentia yeah i am uh, i am a man in a government in exile which is not good mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean essentially what marvin did was open his home up to a refugee mm-hmm. of sorts yeah which i god bless him but uh you gotta get out of here man we don't like refugees <laughs> <laughs> I don't enjoy my status as a government in exile. Um, I I would imagine that it's it's challenging. Yeah, uh, there is a delightful kitty cat in this home that we're house sitting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, shout out to Tuna. Shout out to Tuna, the pudgiest, sweetest cat, who uh, right before this podcast began to dis- to display some demon like tendencies that we haven't seen out of Tuna all week. Uh, oh what'd she do some some classic cat behavior trying to get into cupboards and uh knocking over things turns out she's one of those cats oh yeah i wasn't gonna say anything to you before you got there uh i this cat she's very cute she's very sweet she is a, a monstrous little bastard <laughs> um don't here's the thing do not put a cup with liquid in it anywhere near her because yeah. 
God almighty, I have seen her beeline to cups specifically to knock them over. Yeah, this cat's obsessed with water uh, mm-hmm. or liquids of any variety. This is a cat that knows what she's about uh, and it's liquids. So you turn on a sink, she will run across the house to try mm-hmm. to get there before you turn that motherfucker off. Um, yeah, none of this is interesting. Sam, how is your watch? Bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was free and short, though. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I'm I'm sure getting shot in the head is pretty quick too. Yeah, I was about to say, or having your balls tortured for free, still having your <laughs> balls tortured for any amount of exactly. time. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's terrible. It's fucking awful. I at one point, I um, I did leave the room with the movie still on. Um, was on my phone a lot. Mm-hmm. I uh, I also like fully just disengaged, head in hand, staring at the screen blankly, taking none of it in. Mm. Um, such was my fury. It was uh historically bad. Yeah. I would say yes. Yeah. How was how was yours? Oh, I sort of already answered, but um, yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> I just it was bad. It, the government in exile status is not helped. Was not helped by this movie. All I wanted was a little sucker, a little mm-hmm. uh, a little you know relief from the heat, so to speak, a little relief of the pressure. Yeah, through escapism. And uh, Ashton Kutcher's face appeared on my screen, and it did not relent uh, the feelings of anxiety and anger and fear that I felt for an entire hour and twenty something minutes. Mm-hmm. It, you know, I got to tell you, there's there was a moment where, um, I I just couldn't stop thinking, what the fuck are we doing here, man? What the fuck <laughs> are we doing? Because. This is the pa- this is the palate cleanser. Yeah. This is this is supposed to be the citrus sorbet that we have between courses. Yes. This is supposed to revive us, to rejuvenate us and my guy, my guy it isn't. It's not yeah. it's not doing that. Well, here's the problem, Sam. Because mm-hmm. the problem is your wife. And I hate to say it, but we yeah the call the call is coming from inside the house on this one. Yeah, the call is definitely inside the house because we have placed our entire mental health and the future mm-hmm. of this segment of the podcast in the hands of a of a crazy woman. Um, a crazy woman who I I really think hates us. Yeah, who wants to see us in pain because that's the only thing that explains this movie. Because and here's my biggest complaint. We're going to talk about this in depth. Mm-hmm. But this one barely qualifies as a romance. Hey, it also barely qualifies as a comedy. Yeah, the two things it's attempting to be. It it's it's a challenging putt for either of these. And it's and your wife knew this and she still assigned us this homework. So she she did not know that. Okay. Uh she she looked it up. She she did her research and Everything said that this is a romantic comedy that scored very, very poorly on uh, 
uh, on really every metric. Yeah, but specifically the tomatometer, I believe, was the... Yeah, the tomatometer has been her sort of uh, 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 measurement of choice. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it, did, it did score a lovely 8% on the tomatometer. Mm, you smell um, that? Just it ain't fresh. It is not. Um, <laughs> like a like a New York City dumpster in summer. Yeah. Uh, just, mmm. So, so she didn't, that's what she went off of. Yeah. So I hate that I'm defending her. Yeah, you're the really. Punishment that she doled can I out. say I, you're really defending the woman you love right now, and that I am. You're a little whipped right now, Sam. <laughs> Honestly, I think it's Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> yeah, kidding. Because, kidding aside, I understand why you're defending her, and that this was a decision well, that was calculated. But also, and here's fuck. here's the other thing, man. We've we've been quarantined together now, yeah, uh, for for several days, and so it's just been the two of us. And um, <sighs> <laughs> you know, you gotta you gotta make peace somehow. Yeah, and if if it's defending my wife, even though she she punched me in the face with this movie. Uh, I I guess that's what it's gonna be. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Yeah, words are meaningless. If, if, um, uh, I I do want to say I I I don't know why I feel like this is important to say. Somehow we fucking dodged COVID. We spent so much time around you. Yeah. Uh, I have absolutely no idea how how we dodged it, but boy, we are hale and hearty over here. Yeah, I don't. I am genuinely impressed because we spent. A lot of the previous week together. Um, yeah, in fact, uh, mere hours before your fever started, we yeah. were you were in my home. Yeah, eating food with you, breaking eating bread, food, uh, blasting in the same air. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I have no idea. Except, I it might be the fact that they did use the uh, use our blood to develop the vaccines. Mm, that'd do it. Um, a lot of a lot of people um don't know this yeah but uh but ken and i um ha- are vampires okay and we're we're immune to i luke stop me at any point <laughs> yeah. please yeah let's just uh, let's hit the eject button on that joke on that one um, yeah so i don't know what i'm saying what's the name of the movie let's get you back on track by talking about the movie <laughs> okay. Yeah, we haven't said the fucking movie. I mean, it's in the title, so the people know. <laughs> but right. I just wanted to see how long we could go without naming the movie specifically. <laughs> it is 2003's My Boss's Daughter. Yeah, here's the plot of My Boss's Daughter. Ashton Kutcher works at a publishing firm? Something. Yeah. Something, and his boss is a dick. Now, his boss has a very attractive young daughter. Uh, or I shouldn't say young. They're like the same age, Ashton Kutcher and his daughter. Yes. Uh, Tara Reed, isn't that her name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's the actress. That's the actress. Uh, and uh, he gets looped into house sitting for his boss because mm-hmm. that's a normal thing to do at a huge corporate firm. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I mean, you're... do you know how many amazon warehouse workers uh house sit for jeff bezos yes this is exactly what it would be like because he's 
potentially up for this like executive job somehow. Um, mm-hmm. and he, but he seems like he's pretty low ranking, and all of a sudden the boss is. It is the equivalent of Jeffrey Bezos talking to a warehouse worker and being like, "So do you want to house sit my mansion for like the night?" Um, yeah. It, but specifically, if uh, the the worker in question was an impetuous fucking fuckwit. Yes. Yeah. Not a great choice. Anyway, Ashton Country gets looped into house sitting. Uh, hijinks ensue. And. Boy, really stretching the definition of hijinks. <laughs> just. Sam, that's the problem with this movie. There wasn't any plot, it just. Shit happens. Yeah, 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 and I do want to talk about that. Yeah, um, and then <laughs> it resolves when the house is trashed, obviously, and they, they have to scramble yeah, to try to... Course. He and the other compadres have to try to scramble to get it back together. The boss does return early, because of course he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the romance part of this is Tara Reid and Ashton Kutcher having a, a little bit of some misunderstandings and some of the hijinks getting in the way, and then ultimately at the end of the movie they do get together. And her dad, uh, the dick boss, is reformed and becomes a good person all of a sudden. Um, yeah, through no real input from anyone. No, and for no real reason. Um, yeah, so it's it's a pretty straight-ahead plot. It's just, literally, folks, everything else that happens in between could best be described as shit happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, let's let's get into some of that shit. Uh, but to start us off, Sam, I guess a a question we always ask that I very much know the answer to already. What mm-hmm. do you think of this movie? Uh, it's a lock for an Oscar win. Yeah. Uh, it's my favorite movie of all time. Um, it it launched Ashton Kutcher's career. Yep. Um, it should be in the Library of Congress. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Criterion Selection from 2003, mm-hmm. My Boss's Daughter. Yeah. My Boss's Daughter. Yep. Uh, uh, no, so he, here's what the movie is. Um, You know the, the thing about how, like, a thousand monkeys on a thousand typewriters could eventually churn out uh, Shakespeare? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, this is the gobbledygook that they get before they hit Shakespeare. <laughs> yes, this is a lightly treated, lightly reworked, basically exactly as it was heaped off of the typewriters. Uh, yeah. Because I gotta tell you, it it has all the ha- hallmarks of something that was written by committee. Mm-hmm. But specifically if the committee was full of fucking idiot monkeys. Yeah. It, and here's what it almost feels like, Sam. I mean, they didn't have the technology at the time. It almost mm-hmm. feels like one of those Twitter things you see where it's like, we we made an AI watch all of the Blade movies for oh two months. God, yes. And then this is the movie it created. That's what it feels yes. like. Because the same guy that directed this movie directed Airplane. It's like they forced an AI to watch airplane on loop wait this is the same guy who did airplane same dude which is insane no yeah dude sure 
No, because Airplane's great. Airplane's a great movie. <laughs> yeah. What? How fucking old is Airplane? Airplane's My pretty God. old. Because, I like, that's like 30, yeah. That's 23 years later. Boy, something happened to this guy in those 23 years. <laughs> he got he a lost shed. <laughs> he lost the juice. <clears throat> he got a shed full of monkeys. Um, yeah. And it took him 23 years to pump this out. Um, yeah, so I feel like they made the AI watch Airplane way too many times. And uh, this is what it, it pumped out, Sam, because it's just like, it's like a human wrote the beginning and the end. And then the mm-hmm. in between, the way the way we were talking about it is, it's like the plot was created on a dare while drunk, like someone was like, okay, then what happens? Yeah. Okay, then he's gonna the owl that the guy cares about is gonna fly into this other room where there's a woman with a head injury because of a trucker yes. and some sexual assault, okay. and you're like, what? <laughs> so okay. This is actually kind of perfect because I was listening to a podcast earlier today um, where they were talking about, um, weirdly enough, uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone's like approach to storytelling, mm-hmm. uh, which you would not you would not expect this like smart nugget to come from the people who made uh, that sick and twisted South Park humor. Yeah. Um, but that if if you're telling a story. um that has and then tying together a couple plot points it sucks oh it's horse shit yeah and that is all this is mm-hmm. can't emphasize because we've seen movies like this before where it's like i would kind of describe pain and gain as being in this bucket of like and then stuff happened and then because of that some more stuff happened and then because of that some more stuff happened i I would push back on that a little bit. Okay. Because I feel like the things that happen in that movie, um, from what I remember of it, all f- kind of flow from each other. Okay, That, yeah. that it's, it's more of a therefore <clears throat> rather than and, and then. then. Yes. Okay, I can see that. I know we've watched movies yeah. that are better examples of and then. That was just the one that came to mind. And I think yeah. I think that's fair. Um, I just I have to defend my baby pain and gain. Yeah, the nasty movie that I fucking love. Yeah, the the genuinely awful movie that yeah. you love for some reason. Again, st- I'm pretty sure that one's Stockholm syndrome too. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a troubled man. And can I say, because to to part the curtains a little bit on this one, we mentioned this right before we jumped on the call, or we talked about it briefly. I never know with you. And sometimes it's, I'm, I'm it's very, all over the place. I was very, very scared that you liked this movie because we oh, were going to no, have man. a hard time if you enjoyed this one. I, I would have a hard, I would need to talk to my therapist if I have fun with this one. Mm-hmm. Like, like tonight we mm-hmm. would probably broadcast my conversation with my therapist. If I liked this, <laughs> Up to and including the part where my therapist is like, I'm I'm going to have you committed now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, there's got to be specifics in this absolute shit heap 
that you want to talk about. So let's bust out. Let's bust out some stuff, man. Hey, can I mention yeah. really quick though one thing? Uh-huh. Uh Before we get rolling, uh, this movie has not aged well. Here's a brief list of everything it hits as a joke: uh, disability, oh, yeah. domestic violence, mm-hmm. suicide, um, racism, sexual assault. Sexual assault uh, I mean, there's five. There's five things. Yeah. I'm sure there's others. Uh, you know, if you get five in one movie, you get a sixth one free. Ooh, we do get a sixth one free. It's homosexuality. Uh, yes. Rearing its ugly head in this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, uh, proceed, Sam. Yeah. So um, one one thing that uh was pretty fu- pretty fucking wild uh to me is that this. So the writing was bad. Yeah, yeah. The delivery was worse. Mm, you mean old, as I have in my notes, Ashton overacting Kushner? 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 Kushner. Kutcher. Uh, Kutcher. I've lost it. I've completely lost Boy, it. <laughs> you, you went on a fucking roller coaster with that one, my guy. I Sweet Christ. I combined Jared Kushner. Yes, you did. And Ashton Kutcher for a second yeah. there, which is a horrifying man-child. <laughs> <laughs> Jared Kushner's long-lost brother, Ashton Kushner. <laughs> Ashton overacting Kutcher is what I it's was trying to say. all of them, though. Yeah. It's all so fucking... Re- like, they're all reciting lines like a gun is being held in it to their head. Yeah. It's, uh... I. All I could think is it's like a a really bad high school play. Mm-hmm. It is it is punishing. It there's there's no. It's just dead. Yeah, like it, every line is said uh, from dead eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Okay. So let me let me try to. I gotta. Luke, there are no IMDb facts. Really? I made I made Kenna look them up. Yeah. There are none. Here's what's bonkers to me. Cause the man's mm-hmm. career looks like this. You write and direct Airplane. One of mm-hmm. the greatest comedies ever made, I think most yeah. people would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twenty-three years later, you like you make my boss's daughter with an eight percent. Rotten Tomato score and no IMDb facts. Not a one. Honestly, this might be the worst movie I've ever seen. Mm, it's hey, I just realized a great example of a similar movie that has mm-hmm. the ant then problem, and it's fucking Bachelor Party, man. Oh my god, yes, yes. This movie Bachelor, and Bachelor, Bachelor Party, Party is they're drinking yes. the same Kool Aid for sure. In so many ways, mm-hmm. uh, the the regressive jokes, all of it. Yeah. Ooh, um, uh, anti-Semitism is another fun oh, thing yeah. we brought into this movie. Well, now they get a free sub. <laughs> That's seven punches on the sub card. Yep. It's just, my guy, I I needed to check to see how much I had left at one point, and. It had only been an hour, and my soul was just fucking dust. <laughs> there was nothing left. I I do need to know, did you guys laugh at all? 
Yes, I laughed twice. I need to. I need Luke. Yeah. I need to know when you laugh, because if if COVID can make me laugh at this movie, I might try to go out and get it. <laughs> I have bad news because um, the there was one joke that I'm going to use as my final quote. Okay. Uh, and then I don't remember the other. It was another single offhanded line. They accidentally walked into a line, a single line oh, okay. that was pretty good. So it wasn't in a movie that tries really hard to set up like, like slapstick stuff, like the guys peeing all over the room, a thing that happened in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. The burglar slash drug dealers peeing all over the living room. Um, in a movie that tries to set up these elaborate joke machines, uh, the only things that got me were two throwaway lines that someone just chucked into this film. Yeah, I, it's all, it's so bad. All the fucking gags in this are, gar- how did the guy who did Airplane do this? <laughs> I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight with that thought rattling around in my fucking broken skull. It does make you wonder, because it's the whole thing, right, of like, you build a million bridges, and then you fuck one goat. What are you? You're a goat fucker? Yeah. Um, does this destroy a man's entire legacy on it it should yeah no one should ever give this man money again when i like left behind more than than this film Mm -hmm. you you know you fucked the goat yeah (laughs) yeah burn the rest of the bridges doesn't matter at this point Um, i gotta tell you I did not laugh once. Okay. Uh, nothing, but Kenna got a big laugh at one point. Now, when was this? Towards the end of the movie, when Molly Shannon is running the coffee shop, and an old Uh. woman barrels the camera and says, as coffee just dribbles out of her mouth, it's awful, or something like that. And that got Kenna... In such a big fucking way. Mm. And it made me so mad. Yeah. I looked her dead in the eyes and I said, fuck you. <laughs> I think there's some retribution in the fact that that's the only laugh that Kenna got out of this movie. Yeah, I mean, she was on her switch for a lot of it, so I don't feel like it's necessarily fair. Yeah. <sighs> Who was she playing? Like some fall guys? <laughs> Let's just go off. No, she was pl- she was playing uh, Animal Crossing. She's she's redesigning her island. She's yeah. unhappy with how it looks, so she's you know moving around her house, uh, the houses or buildings once a day because for some reason it's some sort of like fucking planned economy and you can only move a house. Yeah. Uh, once a day. Mm-hmm. Um, That's how they so get you. That's how that raccoon fucks you. Man. I know. Hey, that raccoon fucks you in so many ways. Yeah, that ra- that raccoon could give Disney some lessons. He uh, could how to fuck you out of a dollar, for sure. Luke, here's the thing. I I guess I have more to say about this fucking trash heap, but um, uh, I. Mm-hmm. Man, I don't have I don't have a transition for this palate cleanser <laughs> at all. I don't have anything. 
I still like my um, idea of doing dirty singles. We got to take all oh, of our dirty yeah. singles down See, to the paint. Yeah, I forgot it. I yeah. forgot that. That's right. Look, I got some fucking sweaty, nasty singles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I got to hand those to a bank teller and look them dead in the eye and say, yeah, that's right. You know what it's from. <laughs> uh, do you want to come with me? Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Luke, the piss in this movie is so fucking unhealthy. Hey, there's a lot of really dehydrated people. And it's weird because they piss a lot, Mm -hmm. and it's a big, thick stream, but it's Mountain Dew yellow, and Mm -hmm. it cannot be good. Which, here's the thing. I am 99% sure that the two things things I know about peeing in this movie... uh, Mm -hmm. One, the amount of times that we see somebody piss and we see a stream in this film, that had to be calculated. Someone thought that was mm-hmm. fucking hilarious. Yeah, someone was like, one piss, funny. Two piss, not funny. Three piss, back around to being very funny again. Yeah. <laughs> so I know that for sure. Second, someone calculated specifically the funniest color of piss in in their twisted demented brain mm-hmm. and uh they decided it was as you've pointed out mountain dew yellow for sure and that's a big miscalculation mm-hmm. because here's here's the thing luke brown brown would have been the funnier color really if the if the pp were poo poo brown i think this would be a lot funnier it wouldn't have just been very confusing or a house episode because they're very near death no, no. I look, man. It was already confusing that they've got fucking Mountain Dew yellow piss and gallons of it. Mm-hmm. Why not make their pee pee poo poo brown? Yeah. Okay. I guess I can see what you're saying. I mean, what other color is funnier? There isn't one. I would argue, because I the mean, the bit itself, as you've pointed out, I still think firmly falls into that second piss category and just isn't funny no matter how many times someone Look, takes there's a piss a, There's a way to make a good joke about piss colors. Yeah. Like, um, recently, I I cleaned uh, I cleaned the bathroom mm-hmm. and I uh, put one of those uh, little, like, clean and puck things in there that turns the water blue. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I peed at one point and then I came back downstairs and uh, turn to McKenna and I was like, man, I love putting those fucking blue pucks in there because, God, it's so fun when I turn the water purple when I pee in there. <laughs> <coughs> the alarm on her face. Yeah. The alarm on uh, my face, Sam. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then it, it, see, it's a thinker. It's a real thinker, Luke. <laughs> And that's the kind of pee-pee joke that, that I can get behind. Yeah. A pee-pee joke that makes you think. A pee-pee joke that makes you think. Sam, I just want to, for the viewers at home, rattle off. Here's every time somebody pees in this movie. So Ashton Kutcher corners a drug dealer trying to bust into a safe in the in the house. Drug dealer, mm-hmm. he holds him at gunpoint because he gets his gun. And the guy says the mystifying line, well, now we both have guns, and whips out his penis. 
Um, yes, which joke, we don't see. No, that we don't see. Um, a joke that's repeated later because Ashton Kutcher does the same thing when he's held at gunpoint. Mm-hmm. Says, now we both have guns and pulls out his penis. To which everybody else in the room reacts like, yes, of course, this makes sense. That's what you do. You bring your dick to a gunfight. Yeah. For what? Um. Anyway. I... I don't know. P scene one guy drug dealer pees all over this room for like mm-hmm. five minutes. It's um, so long. Yeah, he's very unhealthy. P scene two. Um, what was P scene two? What was P scene two? Because P scene three was Dave Foley pissing on the boss's shoes to try to get his job back, which worked, by the way. Yeah, he did get his job back. Were there only two PP scenes? Oh, there were three, for sure. What was the third PP? Yeah. We've lost, the we've mis- miscounted. Wait, the mysterious second PP. Mm-hmm. Like the second shooter on the grassy knoll, the second <laughs> PP will evade us. Yeah. Yeah, it may be beyond our grasp, but... That's yeah. the, that's what we're talking about when we talk about people pissing in this movie. It mm-hmm. wasn't highly calculated and no. well thought out. No. Should have been poo poo Breton, that's all I that's all I'll say. Alright, um, that's fair. Let's talk about Ashton's dick. Okay. Let's do it. It's Im- it's implied to be a real fat cock, right? Kind of, is it? Yeah, because Tara Reed at one point is like, oh, wow, when he pulls his dick out at the gunfight. And um, it smacks of something that I feel like Ashton specifically requested. Yeah. So, hey, guys, I'm going to have this scene where I pull out my dick at a gunfight. And everybody went, yeah, of course. Yeah, obviously. That's what you do. And he's like, yeah, so can, can someone please... Just ad lib something about the size of my cock, please. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, "Look, I feel I feel really bad that I've got this dinky winky, and i i need I need people in the movie to think that I've got a a real horker on my hands." Yeah. Uh, I th- I don't think he's packing much at all. I think it's very thin. Yeah, this is what you're Almost, thinking, huh? Almost two dimensional. <laughs> like one of those uh, drawings of a penis you see at like a public restroom stall. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, or a, or a high school student's notebook. Yeah, high school student's notebook. Just sort of a. Uh, yeah, okay, I could see it. And that's kind of the other part I wanted to talk about is it, it's really weird because his balls are on just the sides of his shaft. They're not. They're not under it. Mm. Um, but they're just kind of off to the side. Yeah. It's so weird. Much much um, like the aforementioned drawings. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and his pee hole's just a little line. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's the weirdest penis. Maybe that's why she says, "Oh wow." That you know. See, this is that airplane humor. Yeah. Because you start thinking about it, and you're like, "Oh, she's really." blown away because it is it is a drawing of a penis come to life yeah 
for sure. Hey, maybe we were thinking of that as the second piss scene, but I don't think he actually pees on him. I, yeah, I'm starting to think that there were just two pee pee scenes. And no, that we inv- wait. There was a second one because mm-hmm. one of the friends of a friend that shows up at the house because that's part of the gag. Um, walks into the room where the guy has just peed all over the place, says, That's when right. in Rome, and decides to just pee all over it himself. Which, what? Who the fuck walks into a room, a normal living room, sees mm-hmm. that it has been pissed upon, and says, Yeah. Well, I could stand to urinate. I, so I can see how if it's an emergency... Mm-hmm. And I don't want to take this man's side, but if it's an emergency and you see that damage has already been done, because that guy emptied like fucking three jerry cans worth of Mountain Dew pee-pee <laughs> in there. <coughs> I, I could see how you're like, man, I'm not going to make it to the nearest bathroom because I don't know where it is because I did just let myself into this house. Yeah. And I couldn't possibly do any more damage. True. True, so, true, true. And and maybe maybe that's what they do in this home. Yeah. Given the amount of urine that's on the floor in this room, may, maybe that's the sort of custom. Yeah. Uh, and so when in Rome, uh, you know, mm-hmm. when in Rome. When in Rome. So what you're postulating here is that this is like the court of Louis XIV, where they literally could not keep the nobles from pissing in the corners. Uh, yes. Versailles. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what this guy is thinking. He's thinking in a royal sort of way. He's just like, well, yeah. this must be, this is the piss room. I mean, he did have that noble air about him. Yeah, for sure, with his trucker cap and Fu Manchu. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so I think I think that's kind of the, the lifestyle he lives. Yeah. He's like a French nobleman. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's hey man that's you sort show of the me air I got from him you show me a room that's soaked in piss and you know me I'm gonna add mm-hmm. my own stick to that yeah man you know when in Rome mm-hmm God, that's what, were what we, they say what were we talking about before that uh Ashton Kutcher's penis Ashton drawing Kutcher's, penis excuse me yes of course Ashton Kutcher's penis um <laughs> I forgot what podcast I was on for a second. Yeah, yeah, you thought this was a this was a stupid podcast, but no, this isn't an intellectuals podcast where we're going to talk about Ashton Kutcher's dingling. Mm-hmm. Hey, I want to talk about what Ashton Kutcher's dingling responds to really quick. Um, um, not the right things. Not well. I just want to back up because part of the the romance plot here is that. In the very beginning of this movie, he gets a random briefcase on the subway, which he keeps like an insane yeah. person. Mm-hmm. Um, like a real bastard. Like a real bastard. Uh, he doesn't know what's in it, and he bumps into the boss's daughter at work, and it flops open. Lo and behold, there's a gay porn bag inside. Uh, uh-oh. This movie's going to handle this really delicately, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you'd be wrong. Uh if that's what you expected. Um, but she does think he's gay, which given the evidence provided makes yeah, a lot of sense. A reasonable conclusion, Tara Reed. And here's what I said about this. I said, 
wouldn't that make her feel more comfortable around him? Because she doesn't think there's a sexual component to their relationship that he's going to try to take a predatory angle on. Mm -hmm. Um, And so therefore they can actually develop a friendship. Two sentiments she verbatim says later in the movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then the movie takes a weird left hook out of like understanding like, you know, a normal human woman and veers into, she starts giving him a strip tease. You know how you do with your friends. So I left the room and then I came into the room and she was stripping for him. And I said, what the fuck happened (laughs) while I was grabbing a popsicle? Because this feels like a real shift. Yeah. Well, you know how many times I've given you a strip tease, a casual friendship strip tease. You know what you do. You know, you find a friend who you know has no sexual attraction for you, and you mm-hmm. take your clothes off for him you in a your... real sort of sensual way. Yeah, in a super friendly gesture, you just get mm-hmm. naked for him. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm getting naked right now. You are, and it's can I say a little off-putting? Uh, Is that the butter? <laughs> I think it's. I think it's margarine you're using is the even worse is the disturbing I part. I find it shinier. Yeah. Um I I like that I can't believe it's not butter. Yeah. Um because then I can say I can't believe it's not butthole and then I turn around <laughs> and I and I spread wide. There's the episode title. <laughs> oh, we got there. We what got did, there. What did this movie do to me? I don't know. Because I felt good before. Yeah. I was riding high, and then I watched this movie. Yeah, man. And and now I, f- I feel like my, someone fucking jammed a fucking milk frother in my ear. Scrambled my brains right up. Okay, I want to talk about a thing, though. Uh-huh. Which is a developing trend. You know, whenever we take a palate cleanser and we dig into a specific brand of movie, mm-hmm. I feel like I start to pick up on specifics of the genre. Um, Luke, pronounce it correctly. Genre. Thank you. Uh, yeah, my bad. Um, I think... What I'm picking up on is this with romantic comedies, bad romantic comedies, Mm -hmm. uh, which this movie barely qualifies for either. Yes. Uh, In these movies, what if the guy were gay? Would we all have as good of a time? And I think the answer is yes, because you just see a guy getting along with a human woman. Yeah, and not like objectifying her Mm -hmm. or getting possessive about her. Or um, making jokes about mass shootings about her. Mm-hmm. Um, a thing that know, happened in this movie. Yeah, it would just be real nice to see two friends. It would just it would be the course of a friendship. Like you would get to watch a friendship develop. You could even have a moment in the movie where like something happens in the friendship, like somebody mm-hmm. oversteps a boundary. They have to pull back for a little bit and figure it out and be like, oh, okay, I really do miss you as a friend or whatever. And they get back. Yeah. To you can hit all the same beats. 
and, and you'd skip all of the bullshit, like her needing to strip yeah. tease for him before a man pees all over a living room. Right, or a scene where um, Ashton Kutcher fondles two women's breasts. Yes. Uh, yeah. One of one of whom is a uh, heavily objectified Carmen Electra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I, outside of that scene, I don't think she speaks. I don't think she does, and the only other time we really see her is when she's getting out of a fountain in a wet t-shirt. Yes. Um, which they do, to be fair. A Fu Manchu guy also getting seductively out of a fountain. Yeah. I don't I don't know that they're gonna get the glorious Steinem Feminism Award for, <laughs> for that though. It's feminism, but is it? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You uh you got anything else on this movie that you wanna air out? There's one thing that weird, weirdly is is just sort of just stuck in my fucking brain, mm-hmm. and it's that Ashton Kushner is uh trying to come up with book ideas for this yeah. job. Yeah, and he he writes he he gets a pen and a paper and he writes down one, and then shit happens and we don't see it again until the end of the movie. When we see the same notepad where it says one, there's nothing. He has written nothing. And then two. Yeah, he wrote two. Why in the fuck would you put another blank entry (laughs) when you haven't gotten one? Is this not how you do to-do lists? I just put a bunch of boxes out on a list and then fill them in sort of as I think of things. I don't know why, but for some reason that very small detail shits me to tears. <laughs> it, I just, it's killing me. Yeah. It is killing me. What person does that? It's like, well, I didn't have idea number one. Let's see if I have idea number two. Yeah. When you phrase it like that, it sounds like the advice you get at a really shit self-help seminar. <laughs> like, if you didn't get number one, maybe go for idea number two. Who knows? Maybe that's how it works. Maybe go for idea number 15. Try to yeah. figure that one out. Yeah. Yeah, so that so that one really fucked me off. Uh, you, you got anything? Hmm. Well, I wrote in my notes. I just have one more, one more piece about this movie. So the, the really rich boss asshole guy, dad, mm-hmm. daddy, um, owns a bird, owns an owl, and mm-hmm. he mentions the bird very quickly in the movie. He's like, "I don't want him around my bird." And uh, I wrote in my notes based on that line alone. Pretty sure this bird's going to be dead by the end of the movie, because um, hijinks. And it's yeah. that kind of movie. But lo and behold, the bird does live. The bird lives. Not well. The bird doesn't live well. I don't know. Because the out of everyone in the film, that cocaine-fueled bird seemed to be <laughs> having the best time. <laughs> we forgot to mention. There's a scene where the brother in this family 
dumps a kilo, a full, a full key of cocaine down the toilet. And mm-hmm. the owl like does, do. yeah, as you do. Uh, and the owl does drink out of the toilet and go on a cocaine fueled rampage, uh, mm-hmm. much like Bachelor Party in the cocaine fueled donkey. It uh, was pills. I'm very sorry, Luke. It was pills for that donkey. It was pills for the donkey. Okay. Yeah. We, we remember Bachelor Party very differently, but I am not going to review the tape on that. Because I, I re- it is seared into my hippocampus, mm-hmm. the scene of that donkey chomping down on just a mound of pills. Ooh, you're right. Are we sure that he didn't also hit a table full of cocaine on his way He out may have hit a table full of cocaine, <laughs> but I just, I just, I will... I will die remembering that donkey choking down those pills. Yeah. Chomping those lids. Um, anyway, it's batshit. It's insane that there's mm-hmm. now on cocaine in this movie. Also, the the stated reason later that the brother says why he was dumping the cocaine is that he's done drug dealing for good. Um, mm-hmm. Which is the equivalent of like taking your your pack of cigarettes that you're like halfway through and throwing it in the garbage being like i'm never gonna smoke these again i'm done uh but it is half a million dollars worth of cocaine or whatever yeah it is a lot of cocaine yeah um i can i just quickly say the guy who plays the the boss the dad the nasty the nasty man yeah uh you know he was in get smart and that fucker did not age no, he doesn't age at all. He's been in a couple of things that yeah. uh, I think we've seen. Um, yeah. Just fucking ageless, this guy. Yeah. Maybe uh, he was... too is a vampire whose blood they use to develop the vaccine. It's entirely possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so let's let's uh, let's get the fuck out of here and yes, talk please. about next week. Yes. Next week, we're watching John Tucker Must Die. Have you seen it? I have not seen John Tucker Must Die. I have not either. What do you think it's about? I think it's right there in the name. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is another Bourne movie, actually. Okay. And John Tucker is an asset, much like Bourne, that's uh, gone rogue. And John Tucker, no surprise, must die. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Yeah. Now, what do you what do you think of John Tucker Must Die is about? I think John Tucker Must Die is a remake of uh, the Manchurian Candidate, but um, the the person who uh, finds out about the conspiracy is a cheerleader. Okay. And uh, and she has to kill the captain of the football team, John Tucker. Okay. Who is, who is the <laughs> titular Manchurian Candidate? But for the captain of the football team, it's a it's a, a low stakes sort of thing. But uh, there's some hijinks. There's uh, actually some kind of creepy political intrigue about brainwashing, uh, but also like, you know, some sexual humor. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm sorry. Sort of thing. I forgot that these are supposed to be romantic comedies. Obviously, Jason Bourne falls in love with John Tucker. Uh, OK, yeah, that, the, that makes sense. The rogue asset. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. God willing, it's one of those. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it, Kenna. Because I I can't take another one of these. Yeah. 
I can't do it. Well, folks, thanks for listening. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Hanksy Panksy Podcast, and you can find us on Twitter at Hanksy Panksy. You can find us on Instagram at Hanksy Panksy Pod, and you can send us an email at HanksyPanksyPod at gmail.com. Uh, also, head on over to the Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash HanksyPanksy. You've got some fun stuff over there. It's a good time. We're late on some stuff and because uh, Luke got sick. Uh, quick shout out to uh, Hanks' heroes. That's Russell. That's Tuck. That's Daniel. I'm not going to fucking make you watch this movie. Luke, do you have a final quote, please, God? Let me let me free. Yeah, can you ask me who killed JFK? Who killed JFK? Desi Arnaz. I don't even remember that line. <laughs> it was pretty good. <laughs> it's not bad. It is not bad. Um, fuck, man. I don't want to think about this movie ever again. Yeah, let's dump it. Let's burn it, piss on it, and get out of here. Let's go. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hanksy Panksy Bad Romance. Uh, We'll be back next week with John Tucker Must Die.